time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom! That was a bassy one. Oh, there's an aftershock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, this is a show where we wake up with a Saturday morning sun, plop down on the living room floor with a big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And this morning, we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, plural. <laughs> like, you weren't quite sure if I, that was the word. Because I, I just noticed it was plural, because the movie yeah. is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and this one has an S tagged on because it's Because adventures. there's so many adventures that they're going to have. Because it's a continuation. Yeah, they just keep having adventures. So I just had a revelation, basically, as I was reading that word. Adventures. Oh. Yeah. oh. There it is. I get it. It was like <laughs> me having that realization with Ruby <laughs> yeah. last episode. I was like, what? Ruby. Oh, man. This was chosen by at um, Callie Comstock on Twitter. So thanks, Callie. Thanks, Callie. We, we talked a little bit when she requested this. This was like months ago because like it takes us so long to get through some of these well, well the way we are now is randomized things. right yeah it is random now um because we just had a bunch of requests so uh just a heads up for everybody that sends us requests all of your requests are going into a list and the the episodes will be randomly generated for us so um it's all on the spreadsheet and we just all we do is press a little button and it tells us what we're doing next week we're trying to make it more fair because everybody's waiting so long. So we're not so. trying to ignore you if you've been waiting a long time. Yeah. And we'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe. I promise. Maybe. Callie <laughs> got there. Good yeah. job, Callie. Congratulations, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Excellent Adventure. <laughs> aired from 1990 to 1991. The executive producers were David Kirshner for season one, Paul Sabella for season one, and Andrew Hayward for season two. Produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions for the first season, Deke for the second season, Nelson Entertainment, Orion Television, and MGM Television for both seasons. It was two seasons, 21 episodes long, aired on the CBS Network for the first season and Fox Kids for the second season. And I'm saying first season, second season a lot because this was kind of a show that was split down the middle and taken over after the first season. And it was very noticeable, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah, it's kind of like how um, Star Wars Ewoks went. Remember, like, that first season was vastly different than the second one. Yeah, because there was that one um, Timo or something who was so cool in the first season. And then they got rid of him. And then he, no, he just sucked in the second season. Like, Oh, yeah, that's right. They changed his personality. And then they they changed all the voice actors. They added a new character, like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so. It's kind of like that. Yeah, so it pulled an Ewok. It jumped the Ewok. They Ewoked all over this show. (laughs) They did Ewok all over it. (laughs) Uh, We're here all night. Oh. <laughs> For a short synopsis, high school slackers Bill and Ted, with the help of Rufus, use a time traveling telephone booth to visit different points in our history and future. Whoa. That is true. Whoa. Man. That did happen. This show had me kind of like uh, questioning reality a little bit, where I'm just like, oh no, we'll talk about it later because I'm going to just get into the whole big thing if I start now. I, I got to save it. I'll save it. <laughs> so, Chris, who were a few of the actors who played in this show? 
Okay, so as we were talking about, there's a big difference between season one and season two, and part of that is the entire um, voice cast was replaced. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so season one, Bill was voiced by Alex Winter, Ted was voiced by Keanu Reeves, and Rufus was voiced by George Carlin, everyone from the actual movies. Whoa! Whoa! But then season two came along, and Bill was voiced by Evan Richards, Ted was voiced by Christopher Kennedy, and Rufus was voiced by Rick Overton. Ah, bogus. (laughs) What was the thing they kept saying most... uh... Heinous. That's what it was. Most, Most heinous. heinous. That just uh, that that word heinous cracks me up <laughs> just for reasons I won't get into. <laughs> uh, so for a few tasty marshmallows out of our big bowl of Bill and Ted cereal, the premiere date for the animated series is September 15th, the same day of the fourth annual Battle of the Bands in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which was the second movie of the series. This animated series was followed by a live action TV series in 1992, which only ran for seven episodes. I've never personally seen it, but I can only assume it was bogus. You know, um, one thing I do know about that is that the the three guys that they had voicing the characters for um, season two of the cartoon were the live action actors, I think, for the TV show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. And that's that's cool that they tried to transition it that way, but it's still... They failed. Weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think I kind of want to see it just to see how badly it failed. But yeah. I also I feel bad already. I feel I feel bad for him. So for the third thing, Bill and Ted's excellent comic book was a twelve issue comic book series published in nineteen ninety one by Marvel and based on the Bill and Ted franchise. The series was nominated for a nineteen ninety two Eisner Award in the category for best humor comic. Wow, that's yeah. kind of surprising. Marvel has done so so many of these series that we watch. Marvel has done like a short a run on yeah. those, and I've I've never even knew they had a comic period. Marvel used to know what they were doing. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent serial was a serial based on the Bill and Ted movies and cartoon in the late 1980s and early 1990s. It was promoted with the branding slogan "A Most Awesome Breakfast Adventure." Nice. Yeah, I want to eat. Wonder some. if it tasted excellent. Uh, probably not. Yeah. But probably not for the adventure. I'm all over it. Finally, there was also a Game Boy, NES, Atari Lynx and PC video game release for this series. Really? Not just the cartoon series, but the entire Bill and Ted franchise. But like Atari, like Atari was still like doing stuff at that point. Well, the the Lynx. My not voice the, got really high there. Wow. <laughs> the Atari <laughs> Lynx, which is different than the regular Atari. I think. Okay. Yeah. Atari Lynx was still doing stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, still doing stuff like that. I can't do it. I can't get my voice out. <laughs> so clearly this was a very popular franchise at the time. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the main reason we're here today, the animated series. Yes. Chris, what memories do you have of this show? Um, well, since this franchise was super popular, everyone knew it. I had never seen the movies. <laughs> I, I honestly have never seen them, ever. Um, I know of them. I also knew of the cartoon and just didn't watch it because I'd never seen the movies. So I was like, meh, that's about it. That's that's my story. I, I, I never saw it. Cool story, bro. Yep. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I honestly, like, I kept thinking back, like, have I seen these movies? I feel like I should have. Oh, really? You haven't seen them either? I don't think so. Oh, my God. 
it was a cultural phenomenon at the time, but I just never saw the movies. I never had an outlet to, so I just knew of it, like you said. Wow. I, like, I never knew the, the cartoon series existed, though, or at least I don't remember ever seeing it. So, But that could also be because I didn't see the movie, so I never found yeah. interest in watching the cartoon. I was expecting to be shamed by you, but... I, I tried to at first, but then I realized I hadn't either, so... <laughs> <laughs> you're about to say something to me, then you're like... Oh, wait, no. Uh-oh. I'm a hypocrite. Uh-oh. You could have just <laughs> faked it. Like, don't but, you remember that great scene with the guys, and then there's, you know, the the stuff that happened, and then... Yeah, you don't remember how the, excellent it, ended it was? Fine. It was okay by the end of the movie? <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that? <laughs> Everyone was better because of their experiences? You don't remember? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> All I know is Wild uh, Stallions. Wild That's Stallions. the one thing I knew from that because I used to be in a band and um, the singer, like, this is when I was in like high school, used to think it was really funny to yell Wild Stallions in the middle of like just for no reason. Like, like he just Wild Stallions just, dur- and during like, the shows, like right when we first start. Oh, he okay. would just go up there and do it, and then like everyone would just stare at him, and we're like crickets. Uh, yeah, you could hear somebody in the back of the room like sigh. Boo. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I'm not alone in that I haven't seen the movies or anything. I know. I feel like we're going to be shamed, though. We're going to get shamed by the listeners. So Like, hard. I know we're going to get shamed. Someone's going to call us out on this. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It is Saturday morning, and I am monitoring my, my phone for social media to see <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who, oh, there's one. Yep. Who oh, shames us. Here's one. Oh. Death Uh-oh. threats already? Really? Death threats too? Oh, Come on, man. guys. Jeez. This is a happy time. Oh, someone said only in Trump's America. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Make Cartoon Boom great again. No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we've gone oh, on too long with this. so far. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump right into the three episodes we watched for today's show, even though we haven't seen the movie. Z. <laughs> plural. Z. The very first episode, the highest rated episode, and finally, a random listener chosen episode. Order may vary depending on how these episodes fall chronologically, but of course, we have to start with the very first episode being One Sweet and Sour Chinese Adventure to Go. Nice. Season one, episode one, where Bill and Ted play loud rock and roll music and accidentally break a Chinese vase. To avoid getting in trouble, the dudes use their trusty phone boot time machine to go to ancient China and find a replacement. Nice. Yeah. That did happen. This <laughs> This episode really, like treaded that fine line of like borderline racism stereotypes oh. with oh i felt the same the way people. when i saw their you know what Ugh. though i did respect that they didn't pull what i thought they were going to with the chinese people like they didn't really have accents and they they didn't have like slanted eyes or anything they but they got the they had overly large teeth that yes which is bad but it's yeah. not the worst it could have been it could have been much worse. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a real fine line. And I was like, uh, <laughs> like, oh you always, man. You always watch these and kind of, you're kind of like, oh, is it going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like times Uh-oh. were a little bit, it was a little bit looser then. So I don't know how they're going to pull this. Then. It's like watching old Looney Tunes. Oh Yeah. Oh no, that was completely Those were racist. the worst. Those were the most racist things there, ever. There was like a Looney Tunes episode Gosh. where I think Donald, I mean, it was one of those where it was like a scenario thing. Donald was a Nazi of Daffy, some sort. Daffy, sir. Oh, sorry, sorry. Daffy was a yeah, Nazi. Yeah, Daffy was a right. Nazi at one point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
But this show. <laughs> oh, yes. Bill and Ted's so it, Excellent So this starts out with them. They're playing music. Well, it's in the garage. <laughs> and it's annoying the crap out of Bill's dad. Dude, Bill's dad, like, kudos, because he got himself a hot wife. Yeah. And, like, he is a portly gentleman um, of the, the nerd-looking persuasion. And I'm just <laughs> like, dude, that is not realistic, because I am... <laughs> Not, I wouldn't say I'm portly, but I'm not a, a thin man of the nerd persuasion. And I'm like, how do I not get me a girl like this? I mean, come on. I, you know what? We have to watch Tell the me, movie. Joseph. We have to watch the movie to find out. Yeah, because I guess. this is like a carryover from the movie. We need to go into his backstory and find out like what he did. <laughs> yeah, and treat it like real life because it'll help us too. Exactly. What's uh, what I find interesting actually about this show in general is that they follow up directly from the end of the movies. I'm not sure really? if they. I think they might I finish right this. after the second one does, or come in right after the second one ends. But what's interesting, or no, it was the first one, because what's interesting about it, though, is that they they don't give you a whole origin story again. It's just like picks up where the movie leaves off, kind of. All you need to know is it's two guys playing music and they can get in a phone booth and travel in time. Well, like, because kind of before the the episode starts, Rufus gives a real quick rundown of of, like sets the stage. Mm -hmm. He's like, I've been tasked with like you know, doing something with the chosen ones. Oh yeah. And that's like in the in intro. It says that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and that's all the explanation you really need, honestly. I mean, cause the rest is just hijinks mm. and hijinks doesn't necessarily galore. have a, um, ongoing plot or theme or anything. It's just hijinks. Yeah. There's okay. So they, they break Missy is the, his wife's name. They break Missy's oh, vase yeah. And it was uh, most indeed heinous turn of events. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most <laughs> heinous. As they would say. What's funny in a way and also like way over the top is that they have the smallest problems possible in like every one of these episodes and they blow them out of proportion and end up going back in time for no reason at all just to fix these problems that could easily be remedied. Right. In present time. I love their like thought process where they the the vase breaks vase vase is it a vase I don't know how you pronounce this it's tomato tomato yeah so the tomato breaks and (laughs) (laughs) um while while Missy and her husband Bill's dad are gone and they're they just assume it's some like ancient artifact thing. So they're like, oh, no. And they're like, how do we replace an ancient Chinese vase? And they're like, go to ancient China. <laughs> so yeah. they so they get in the, the phone booth where Rufus is like ordering a pizza with no anchovies, but it gets delivered with anchovies. And he's very sad. Of course. So they go to ancient China to find another one of these vases. And these vases are apparently like everyone has one out there because yeah. like they're describing it to some guy and he's like oh yeah we got one over here we have tons <laughs> yeah and then they they grab it but proceed to break everything else in the shop in like one movement break everything yeah and then they have to become kind of indentured servants and for breaking all that stuff for like breaking that was all that punishment. stuff their punishment is to build the great wall of china yeah from scratch which alone which they end up accidentally destroying also but it takes them like a day, I think, and they build it all. Yeah. Accidentally break it. Or 
one of the like the guy who was guarding them like leans into it or something or falls over into yeah, it. Yeah, they just didn't do a good job. It wasn't very sturdy. So right. he leans against it and the whole wall falls down. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the phone booth got stolen because these um Chinese dudes are eyeing it up and they're oh, like, Oh, it's a picture booth. You're right. Marco Polo it, comes into this. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, it, oh yeah, it was Marco Polo is there and, and um Oh, he comes into it later. Okay, so these Chinese guys find the phone booth and they assume it's a picture booth. And I'm like, why? There, there's no such thing as pictures at this point in history. So that was confusing. So they take it <laughs> yeah. to like their their king who gives it as a gift to Marco Polo, who is visiting as like a, you know, it's like a peace thing between your two countries, like Italy and in China, even though I don't know that they actually had any interactions at all. I'm not no, really. I feel I feel sure. like this was historically accurate. Go on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Marco Polo takes the phone booth on his boat. Yeah, this is probably historically accurate. I'm gonna take it as such. And the the guys are like, ah, oh, we gotta get it back. So they get on the boat. Because they are who they are, they cause some problems and Marco Polo tries to make them walk the plank. Which they do, and then a shark eats their face, <laughs> and um, I don't remember what exactly happened. Like I feel like something happened and and busted a hole through the ship where the and the phone booth fell out, and they got in it. But so did like Marco Polo, um, maybe another couple guys, and the shark, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something, yeah. and a bunch of water, and, and it shows up in um, the the king of. Um, Italy or whatever the Polo was uh, going back to. It shows up in his dining hall where they're setting this banquet and it just floods it and ruins everything. Yeah. So they are ruining history. Yes. They're ruining history. Oh, also, so um, one really important thing that we missed was at one point they went to get Chinese food while they were in China. Mm, and right. they go to the restaurant and then they needed to go find the phone booth. So they ordered it to go. First, they ordered a number 10. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, uh. so then they're like, can we get to go? And they're like, what do you mean? Ted takes like this this paper and unfolds. What I guess is supposed to be the very first like little carrying oh, bucket. Yeah, the to-go box. Food. Yeah. The to-go box that, that you <laughs> usually see. The little carrying so, bucket. <laughs> so they, they invented it, I guess. But then and then it also they also inadvertently invent spaghetti <laughs> once they're Oh, that's in right. Yeah. Italy. They, yeah, because they bring the to-go box along with them and when they drop it at the banquet in Italy, he picks it up and uh, what do they say? Like, we can't call it noodles or something. Yeah, because they ruined the banquet. And so they're like, chill out, dude. Here here you go. And he eats it. And he's like, oh, this is amazing. And he's like, yeah, it says something like he doesn't want to steal the Chinese names for it. And he's like, I'll call it. And then the guy's dog, whose name is Spaghetti, runs into him. Mm. And he's like, ah, oh, Spaghetti. And then you're like, oh. Gosh. Okay. I so that's. This is how spaghetti was first made. And again, this is historically accurate. So Yeah. So spaghetti was actually originally just lo mein. <laughs> yeah. And named and after that a dog. Marco Polo brought to the king of Italy. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Let me preface this whole episode by saying disclaimer, like none of this is probably historically accurate, so don't listen to us. Well, we're gonna <laughs> go on pretending. 
Um, for some reason, Marco Polo sings through like every, every time he talks, he just sings everything. Oh, right. Yeah. And I don't understand why. <laughs> I, like maybe that was supposed to be a stereotype too. Maybe it was know. his thing. Yeah. But it sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> so they go through all this trouble, right? And and they finally they finally get a vase, and they bring it back and put it up on the mantle. And proceed to knock it right back over and break it. So it was all for nothing. The, so they built and, the. They went through and they were there for days building the Great Wall, doing yeah. all those things, ruining that banquet in Italy, and then all that for naught. And then Missy comes in. They're like, "Oh, we're so sorry. We broke your vase, Vaz." And then she was like, "Do you have any idea what's that? What that's worth?" It, it came. It was free from like the Chinese place down the street. Yeah, or exactly. So this was a pretty funny episode. Like I, as weird as it was, and as much as it, like you have to get used to the surfer lingo because it is constant. And like they are yeah. just 90, it's like two Michelangelo's yeah. from Ninja Turtles talking to each other. Pretty accurate. I think these guys took it to the extreme though. Like, oh, yeah. I think this was way more than Ninja Turtles ever did. Oh, completely. Because I, I don't know if I've ever heard Bodacious more or excellent or heinous is a big thing most heinous heinous that'll carry us over into the second episode we watch for today's show a grim story of an overdue book season one episode 13 and i chose this one because it had to do with the brothers grim and i was curious i knew you were going to choose this one too because because kelly didn't choose an episode for us so it's like joseph why don't you do this one and like i was looking at the list and i saw grim on there and i'm like i know he's gonna choose that one <laughs> you you know me i well. mean you being like the horror kind of buff and and things like that like anything like you know a grim fairy tale or something like i could totally see you mm-hmm. going straight for it and that's exactly what you did yeah you called it thank you for being predictable <laughs> <laughs> i, I almost i almost chose the babe ruth episode but then this one stood out to me so i was like yep gotta do it nice good job and this one, Ted is on the library's most overdue book list for not returning a story written by the Brothers Grimm. So he and Bill scores through many places in the past to find a copy of the book. So yeah, this was pretty much like, uh, this episode was just a big cluster of all kinds of weird stuff. Oh like, man, it was all over the place. It didn't, yeah, it didn't follow any logical thing whatsoever. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, I don't. Yeah, the plot line was uh, insane. I didn't even really understand what their ultimate plan was. Because, me either, because it did not make any sense. No, because it's like, okay, so your library books do. Why wouldn't you just go to the past to make yourself return it? So there is a reason. Yes. And they completely negate the reason in the next episode we watch. <laughs> oh, 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 you know what? Yes. The the reason yeah. was because you can't go back and change your own past is what they state. It, Rufus, yes. George Carlin's character, states in this. And it's like, okay, oh, fine. That covers you. You're good. But yeah, negated in the next episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, and completely. I was thinking that too when I was watching. I was like, didn't they just say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that was a whole season ago, technically. Yeah, but like, I like this because apparently there's library police. Oh, I love that and, part. Yeah. And so Ted had this book that had been overdue since he was like eight. And um, so he owes like thousands of dollars <laughs> and is going to go to like library jail or something. Right. The the guy's like almost like frisking him like against the the library police van, <laughs> and Bill says something like "What'd you do?" and 
Ted's like, you know me, I've never done anything. And I, I thought that was kind of funny because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, there is definitely some double meaning there. And I think that's funny. I've yeah. never done anything. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. He was going to go on trial and the trial was going to be in the children's book section next to the puppet stage. Of the oh, library. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that made me laugh. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was comical in that sense, definitely. And for whatever reason, and I, I still don't really get the reason, like I said, but there's a big plot hole yeah, here. They decide that the best way to approach this, since they have this time machine and they have to use it in every episode, is let's go back in time and meet the people who made this book. The Grimm brothers. Right. So what was their plan they, to get to, uh, it was so, uh, go on. <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> struggling. I'm struggling here. Uh, um. So their, yeah, their plan was to go back and get like, I mean, they, they could guarantee they would get a copy if they went back in time because they would get like an original one from the Grimm brothers. Mm-hmm. So they they go back in time before the Grimm brothers actually wrote it. Which is the big plot hole. Yeah. Here's what's interesting is that they're kind of perpetuating in a way the things that are happening in history in, in certain to a certain degree. Like Yeah, because here it was like one of the Grimm brothers was like, No, we don't write fairy tales, we write it was like textbooks or, or yeah, English books. They write like uh um, something. Yeah, grammar books. Grammar books. All that garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and the the other brother Jacob, who is totally voiced by Rob Paulson, I didn't look it up, but you can tell. Oh yeah, it's like oh, I think I might like I, I like that idea of writing fairy tales, but like the thought had not occurred to them until Bill and Ted brought it up. Right, which means that Bill and Ted, it's it's a whole like time like flux. It's time crisis, basically time crimes where you like where did this start because for it's like the you're your own grandpa thing exactly because for bill and ted to be in the situation they would have had to done this already and it's like at some point a chain would have had to begin i don't know i don't know that's where i'm just just, like it's it's a time loop it is it's a time loop and it's a paradox for sure and they treat it so lightly which of course they can't really go into entirely in this series but (laughs) it my mind is spinning when I see something like that because I'm just thinking about all the possibilities of like, what did I miss something? Like how, how, how does, how did this wouldn't have started if they hadn't done this before? And then I get all confused. And so that's why I'm just like stumbling over my words, trying to figure it out. Right. So and I don't remember what the reason was, but the Grimm brothers were in trouble for, oh, maybe it was, they weren't paying their rent or something. And they're about to get like arrested Mm-hmm. And then Bill and Ted's like, oh, we got to save them or or else they'll never write the, the Grimm's fairy tales. So they bring them in the phone booth and for whatever reason decide the Revolutionary War in America is the place to go. <laughs> yeah. So they go there and meet George Washington. And I'm like, what is happening in this? Ep- this makes no yeah. sense. Like, yeah, that's where it literally jumped the shark. Well, not literally. Was there like, was no shark. What the but- heck is this? It went back to George Washington. We also got Davy Crockett in there. who Who's talked like John Wayne the whole time. Oh, Ilgram. Yeah. Uh, he wrestled a bear. <laughs> oh, he kept um, calling him a bar or something. Uh, oh, yeah. He always called him bar. <laughs> yeah. During the Revolutionary War part, Rufus was just there painting. Just in the background. He was just there already. And he was just painting stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Ah, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand this episode at all. There, there's not a lot. I don't think it's meant to be understood. It's just meant to be experienced. They run and into then, Lady yeah. Godiva, who oh yeah, walking. Someone's like, I love your chocolates. Yeah, <laughs> she's walking. Well, she's on the horseback, nude, being covered by her hair, of course, and uh, oh, yeah. just randomly run into her. And then, oh, it's That's funny right. because like the way they react to her. I think I can't remember what happens, but she oh, she throws her red cloak at them or it falls off or something. Yeah. Off screen. And they have these looks on their faces. I maybe I'll take a screenshot of it. But nice. oh, my God, that look was her like it was horrifying. Like they look like the most perverted evil. It, it's like <laughs> it's like if the Grinch was a pervert, that's what his face would have looked like. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, it was. Oh, sick. It was terrible. That creeps me out because I literally just saw someone dressed as the Grinch a couple days ago. Oh, man. That is probably the creepiest thing like I think I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. A you'd perverted have, Grinch. You would have to see that. It was. Oh, that's sick. Pretty bad. So like through all this stuff, um, Jacob Grimm is getting these like half formed ideas of like some of the fairy tales like he was like oh snow white and the seven soldiers and <laughs> things like oh, yeah, that yeah. so he sees the cape and he's like oh i got another idea a little red riding cape it was it was clever actually i liked that aspect to it where he was almost there and then he just had to like push through a little bit but they couldn't tell him they couldn't like force ideas to him they just kind of had to hint at it or push right. him along even though they were changing history already anyway oh yeah so, i mean even though they were breaking their own rules but they still had yeah. i don't know some kind of they're like respect. we have some sort of standards yeah the, no. low standards but they were there very low standards but they're there the the long and short of it is basically like they end up getting i guess that jacob Grimm writes it really fast and has it printed and gives them <laughs> A the, copy of, yeah, the of first copy. Little Red Riding Hood, which was the one that he was missing. And and, and um, sign it too. And signed it. And then he brought it back to the library to pay um to well to give it back and it was worth so much money. It it paid for all of his fines. Then they're like, oh, okay, like you've been cleared and now we're after the next most wanted library. Not theft, but you know, the most wanted person by the library because of the, the debts and stuff. The most which overdue was, book list. Which is Bill. So I'm like, once again, this is the the second episode in a row where they go through everything for pretty much no reason. Right. <laughs> like by the end, it's like yeah. they're right back in the same situation. Exactly. Exactly. It just keeps like uh, it keeps building up on itself, and they right. their adventure leads to more misadventure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, great. I think I don't know if I like that or I or I don't like that. I think I like it. I'm going to go this with I like it. This episode drove me insane. Oh, this episode, I there were things about it I didn't like because of just, I felt like if they could have just stretched out the Grimm Brothers portion of it, it would have been much more interesting than bringing all of those different things and the bar into it and all yeah, of that. Yeah, made no sense the bar. There, <laughs> there is no reason. No reason. But, but, okay, so you're saying that you like that the resolution of each episode has no value. <laughs> yes. I, I, <laughs> okay. I kind of appreciate that because of how different it is. That, okay. that it's all for nothing, really. Ever, their think, entire adventure is a moot point because it's... 
<laughs> that's a, good, a really good way to describe it. Yeah. Each episode is just a moot point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's it, no reason. It's like these grand adventures, but they're so oblivious that it doesn't bother them and they keep on keeping right. on. Exactly. And that, I don't know. I like that about it. That I appreciate. So the last episode we watched for today's show was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Babysitting, Season 2, Episode 7, which was the highest rated? Yeah. Somehow. And it was. And I looked yep. it up on TV.com. It's like a 9.8 or something. Yeah. For some reason. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you get so stern so fast. <laughs> Wrong. No. This is not the best episode. Wow. Jeez. Oh my god. If, if if it was like if we were picking a worst episode, I could see it, but <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not the best episode. Well, if this is the best, imagine what all the other ones are. Oh, come on. Maybe it's the best episode of season two because season two took a huge turn downhill. Yeah. But so so give us the plot of this one. I mean, I don't I don't have like a, a big overall plot for it, but basically Bill and Ted are they break their guitars before their big show that's coming up and or they one of them breaks their guitar and they have to get a new one, but they can't just get any guitar. They see in a they see their Bill's dad's old guitar, his electric guitar, and they have to go get that one, but it was broken in the past. So they decide we have to go back to the past to save this guitar because this is the one that we need for our show. Yeah, and the, the thing was is that them as babies broke the guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in the last episode. They're like, oh, we can't go back into our own past. In this episode, they're like, let's go back into our own past. Let's and change like, everything for a guitar. All right, well. <laughs> yeah. So, and in this substitute, since this is season two, the animation looks very different. The animation looks better. I'll give them that. Um, the voice acting is different. I I don't know if I would say better. It's different. It, the voice, yeah, the voice acting. It's not bad, but because we Sweet. got used to hearing the actual people doing the voices, it's it's different and and it's hard to transition to that. These guys, I think, dialed up the surfer talk even more. Oh, it was most heinous. to my dismay. Most it was heinous. most heinous. I was, uh, and also, so this is this bugged me about the first season, and then they fixed it in this season, and then I think it ended up bugging me even more. <laughs> so in the first season, so everybody is drawn with whites to their eyes, except for Ted. Ted just has black dots for his eyes. That's oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else has whites. Nobody, just Ted does not. So they fixed it in this season where Ted has eyes just like everybody else. But now it looks weird and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs his black eyes back. He just, they should have just kept it. Like there was no reason for them to do it before. But now that they changed it, I'm like, well. <laughs> you got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in this episode when they... What I one thing I did like about it was where they go back, but since they're going back, they're already at Bill's house. So when they go back, it's just like a quick transition to the exact same spot and they just end up exactly where they were in the future in the past or in the present in the past. So I like <laughs> that it was a quick cut and it's still the exact yeah. same scene. That was pretty I'm going to cool. go all sciency and just destroy this this cartoon real quick. Okay. 
there is if time travel was possible let's let's just say that it's possible mm-hmm. there is no possible way to end up where you want to end up because the earth rotates and goes around the solar system right like goes around the sun orbits the sun so the earth like was not in the same spot 800 years ago as it is now so if you were like hey i'm gonna go back to this point in my house 20 years ago you would probably end up in space well okay if you're looking at it like they are going to the exact same spot literally but i think that they get to choose where they go as part of the rules of this cartoon anyway but by choosing where they go, you mean they just they dial two numbers on a <laughs> on a phone and it goes exactly where well, they need well, they at dial- the right specific time and the right exact point in the freaking universe. Well, I think they dial five numbers because they dial two ones and then they dial the year they want to go to 1974, I think it was. And it just plops them right where they need right to be. Where they need to be. I mean, that's how time travel works. I have no <laughs> I have no qualms with this. I'm not fighting it. <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> uh, but uh, when they come out of the time machine and go to the door, Bill's dad, and I think it's Ted's dad, I'm assuming, they come out and they're just, they're dressed up in their disco gear and they're ready to party. They see Bill and Ted and they're like, hey, are you the babysitters we called? And, you know, they're, they're like, sure. They're, yeah, I, I guess. And then, so they, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And they, Those dads uh, got to go get that honey. Oh, my right. gosh. Well, they already have wives. Cause they're like, our wives are at uh, tennis or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I wonder what happens there. Why? Why? What happens if it's a divorce or if she died or something? And then he gets, you know, upgrades and gets missy. Mm, I don't know. We, we have to watch the movie. We're missing a lot of context here. Do we have to watch the movie? I mean, it's a, uh, it's a popular movie. I'm, I'm sure it's good. Uh, it's good. We'll watch it. Jeez. So in in doing this, so they meet the, their younger selves. Their younger selves, of course, don't recognize them because why would they? But they're confused about why they don't recognize them. And then uh, they are trying to find the guitar while dealing with the hijinks of the little kids, young Bill and Ted. Yeah, they do cause like all kinds of hijinks. They're like breaking stuff and, and pretty much any time adult Bill and Ted like turn their gaze away that sounded weird (laughs) every time they turn around like those babies like are just scooting off somewhere else to cause some problems right but they still Um, can't find the guitar until the babies like go and they they get into the toilet paper well first the actual babysitters show up oh right yeah which are some some pretty looking girls and because they have no plan they introduce themselves with their actual names and they're like, we're babysitting you. And they're like, oh, uh, no, well, well, you're yes, here for but, our but little no, brothers. But kind of, yeah. Oh, one of the girls' voices was played by Tara Strong. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one. I think it was the brunette, but really? I can't swear to that. The one thing I didn't get is like, why then would the babysitters like, I don't know. I like, I feel like they would think something's weird if they came to babysit these little brothers and, while the older the brothers, older brothers their age there. are still there. But then they just go right into it and they're like, hey, let's put on some music. And, and they dance, dance together. Yeah. So they put on some vinyl music, which confused the Bill and Ted, older Bill and Ted, of course. Yeah, they didn't know what that is. Yeah, uh, which sucks. But people, but people knew vinyl. I mean. I would think so. 
I mean, people now still know what vinyl is. Well, now so it's, why it's would... being, it's like repopularized, but I guess I don't, I don't know that there was a period of time. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're just really dim-witted, so I yeah, can give it that. that's a very good point. Okay. They also struggled with the television because they said remote controls hadn't been invented yet. Oh, and there were no channels with just music videos because MTV yeah. hadn't been invented yet, I guess. Right. They were They were really struggling there. Yeah. I didn't realize remote controls weren't invented until I later. Which I that seems they were. inaccurate, but well, no, this is historically accurate. All of it, remember? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, don't don't fight it. Spaghetti and all that. Right, right. Yes. So <laughs> eventually, they kind of just like drive the babysitters out. I think what happened? Oh, they they like. Didn't they say just like we've got it from here or something? And I don't remember. They're, they're like, uh, well, can you at least pay us? And then Bill, oh, yeah. Bill and they, goes they're and, like, we don't have any money. Yeah, and then Bill goes and breaks his, the baby Bill's oh, the, piggy bank. Yeah, the piggy bank to pay them the four dollars that they asked for. Then those kids find the guitar. Oh, they they find the guitar. Yes, but then they are just like off the wall crazy, and the for some reason, like when they have the TV on, they see. Is that Sound of Music, like a parody of Sound of Music that they're watching? Yes. Yeah, and they pull. I okay. This part, I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't get why they did this or what the point of it was, except filler. But they go into okay. Here's another weird part about that. It's not just that they're traveling time; they can travel into like fiction movies. Yeah. yeah. Like even in the intro, which at least the second season intro, it shows the enterprise from star Trek and yeah, all kinds of different, like weird things. So they can travel into pop culture basically. And so they go and get the, the lead singer person from sound of music just to sing so that she can sing to the kids. And while she's rocking out on the electric guitar, what they're, uh. Oh, Oh, I forgot about this. They are, Trying to, when the babysitters are watching the kids, they go to this comic shop or this like gas station that has comics to pick up this comic so that they can uh, culture or add culture to their their kids. Because the way that they're being raised right now or the way that they're being treated by the babysitters, they're turning into uh, like well-behaved, nice kids, which is like, this is another one of the examples of they would have had to done this already or else that's would have what they would have been. So they turned themselves into the rockers that they are. But yeah, how would true. that have happened without them doing it beforehand? That's another one of those time loops. Yeah, like what you do is you get like a room full of really crappy writers and have them write episodes for this cartoon. <laughs> and then, then it makes sense. Well, fair enough. There's this weird subplot where there's this comic book store guy... Or the yeah, he's at the gas station and he 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 owns a couple of arcade machines. I don't even know this if I is, want to go into that. It's well, such this a is, weird. This is somebody that they know in their time, and he's older, right? And, and then yeah, he's got some arcade um, machines. And then they talked about at one point um, his comic book collection and stuff. So they go back in time. They see the younger version of him who was trying to get this last comic issue of something and he couldn't get it but they found it yeah because they got the last issue like before he could pick that's it up that's right yeah and they got so the last issue. they took it so he couldn't get it when they come back into the present he, they just drop it and then he's like oh my god you know what this is 
And I've been looking for this issue for years. He's offering them like loads of money, like 300, yeah. no, 400. Like he keeps raising his own price. Oh, before that though, like the they end up breaking the dad's guitar anyway. Oh yeah, that happens anyway. Which <laughs> makes they, me think- they, Somehow they made, they threw it out a window and then the dad ran over it with his car. Which makes me think that Maybe that's how it happened the first time. Like, I don't think so because there's a picture of them in a in like a closet with the guitar broken. Oh yeah, as yeah, yeah. Babies. Okay, so, so maybe they strung it, it out. Changed a little how bit, they broke it, but, but maybe still broke. maybe that is just a sign that you cannot change history. That it is going to happen. Certain things, certain events are going to happen regardless. Maybe or <laughs> maybe it was just poorly written. Yes. <laughs> so they get back to the present because once again, the entire journey was all for naught. <laughs> and yeah, but yeah. because they brought that comic book back, the guy's offering all this money for it. And they use that money to get a new guitar. Going back to the past in this instance did help them to come to a resolution. But the entire trip was for naught. It was really just the comic book that gave them the money that they needed. Yeah. So again, uh, moot point, all of it. Yeah, all of it moot. Which is comedic. I find that funny. I like that part. You would. Overall, like this episode, out of the three that we watched, no, this was not the best episode. Nah. Bodacious. Or no, that's bogus. (laughs) Bodacious is good. Bogus is bad. Bodacious is good. Yeah. (laughs) Mixing up my slang. Well, Chris, I think it's about time we jump into our very own tubular time-traveling phone booth, jump back to the 90s to give our inner kids a disappointing preview of the man-children they'll become, and find out what they thought of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. This cartoon was full of guitars and time travel and hot stepmoms, which sounds totally bodacious, but instead it was kind of heinous and silly, and I got kind of bored, and their voices were so annoying. I gave this show two and a half bowls of frosted slushy cereal out of five. Bogus. As with the movie from which it derived, this cartoon was an interesting mixture of comical misadventures and history class. Sort of a reverse schoolhouse rock with way more emphasis on the rock part. It certainly had its comical moments, but you really have to put yourself in the right mind frame to deal with the endless amounts of surfer lingo because that is literally every exchange with Bill and or Ted. With the original cast from the film and higher production value, season 1 was definitely superior to season 2, so much so that it almost seemed like watching two different shows. Overall, I'd give this show three big bowls of most excellent cereal out of five. While I certainly wouldn't use it for educational purposes, the various cameos of historical figures could potentially lead to an interest in researching them further. For instance, who knew that the term Peeping Tom originated from the tale of Lady Godiva riding naked to the town in order to lift her husband's oppressive taxes? I sure didn't, but now I do. And so do you. So thanks, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Hmm. You probably shouldn't tell mom and dad about that little fact, or they may never let you watch Bill and Ted again. That's true. But then again, that may be for the best. So do you have any final thoughts about this cartoon? Not really. I mean, it, uh... (laughs) You just ended there. Nah. Nah. I mean, I feel like there were things that I missed having not seen the movie, but... Generally speaking, I understand where it was going. I see the comedy to it, especially the first couple episodes. But at the same time, I cannot see myself watching this entire series because it's the it's just repeat of the same thing. Set in motion an adventure that ends up going nowhere. Turns out it's all a moot point. Lather, rinse, repeat. 
And the, and that's that's it. That's the show. It's just recycling the same thing over and over. It's a time loop in and of itself. Yeah, this cartoon was kind of a reminder for me of things I did not like about the 90s. <laughs> like, <laughs> just things that would annoy me. And at least some of the lines they had were kind of funny. But man, the way they talked was so annoying. And it just got worse as like the show went on and it annoyed me to no end. Like the show wasn't terrible, but even watching like these three episodes was too much for me. (laughs) And I was just like, why? (laughs) And yeah, like, like we've said a few times each episode, the resolution just kind of was like, okay, well (laughs) nothing really mattered. (laughs) You know, like they, they would end up in the same aside from like that last episode, they ended up in the same position they were in before. You know, so, yeah, I just, I wasn't getting anywhere with this one. It wasn't the worst, but I I could not watch any more of this show. (laughs) Yeah. I might watch the movies because I'm sure those are better, but we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Only if we're shamed by the fans to the point where I can't bear not watching them anymore. So, uh, sorry, Callie, if we... (laughs) kind of <laughs> if we like destroyed all your hopes and dreams but <laughs> it was i'm glad we watched it though at least now we know she did not say this was her favorite she just happened to pick it because she saw it was on like hulu okay so it might have been it may have been a oh my gosh this was a thing you should watch this one oh yeah see how it is so i don't have to <laughs> but Thank you, Callie. Yeah, seriously, thank, thank you thank seriously. You. Like, feel free to give us more bad shows, good shows, even Absolutely. that'd be cool too. I'd love that. But bad shows are fine. Definitely, yeah, definitely give us some more suggestions in the future. All right, well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry, so it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, we'll be watching Xiaolin Showdown, suggested by Fredomon via YouTube. This is the second one that Fredomon has uh, suggested for us. Oh yeah, that guy suggested Arthur. Which I liked. Yes. Arthur was fun. Yes. So thanks again for giving us another one, Fredo Man. Once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. We'll see you next Saturday. Excellent. Bodacious. Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com. 